H A Jason here. Um, I didn't back the Savage World Adventure Edition box set thingy. Um, I did back the PDF of the book, but since I only end up playing online anymore, it didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to buy all that extra stuff. But I appreciate your unboxing and telling us what was in there, and I look forward to hearing more of these secret patron-only GM journals. Talk to you later. Hey Shay, this is Larry with Follow Me and Die. I'm way behind on your episodes, so I started with your last episode of the season. Now I'm on the penultimate episode of the season. Uh, and you mentioned penalties for sleep deprivation. Um, from personal experience, I know when I get to a certain part of being tired, no matter what I do, I fall asleep. If you've got children or been around young children, when they reach a certain point of tired, all of a sudden they fall asleep. And stimulants can do something to help stave off sleep. But at some point, sleep deprivation will catch up with you and you just sleep. Um, and as somebody who has had a car accident and because I fell asleep, I know from personal experience, uh, not enough sleep can be very dangerous. Hey, Shay, this is Larry Follow Me and I. Uh, something else I thought of related to sleep and exhaustion, disease can have an impact on that, uh, and lack of sleep can also have an impact on your thinking. Uh, about 10 years ago, I managed to get mono, like mononucleosis, I believe they call it something different over in uh, Great Britain, but uh, basically it saps all your energy and all you want to do is sleep. And literally, that's all I wanted to do. I thought I knew what tired was until I had that. And it was a couple of months until I felt like I was rested after a full night's sleep. Basically, I'd sleep, get up, go to the bathroom, maybe eat because it kills your appetite, and then go back and sleep. My lunch break at work, I'd lay down on the floor in my office and take a nap because I just couldn't stay awake. And I was literally too tired to think. H.A. Jason here. Just want to call and say I enjoyed your GURPS solo play. As long as GURPS has been around, I'm almost surprised that Steve Jackson Games hasn't commissioned a series of solo books for GURPS. You know, maybe not the novel kind. You know, you may remember, I don't know if you had them over there, but in the States, for MURPS, you know, the Middle Earth role-playing, we had books, and they were like the size of novels, and same size choose your own adventure or like the robin sherwood ones you know those size books some but i'm almost surprised even if it was just regular module size or pdfs that steve jackson games hasn't tried to do that i realize i don't know as i say i realize it's expensive but i don't know that it's any more commission any more expensive to commission an author to do a solo play game than it is to commission them to write a regular module so anyway i enjoyed listening look forward to future episodes take it easy hang in there talk to you later hey up shay shandy andy gm's journal please 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 don't give that up i really enjoy listening to it um, there's been the odd occasion where i've had to 
pause it and not finish it because I thought there was something that might impact on our campaign. But by and large, I always listen to those episodes that you put out and I always find there's something of interest in there. And it's great to hear you um, put out your worries and your concerns about being a GM and because you, you do put it very um, eloquently, I think. And it makes me th- think that when I'm preparing, you know, uh, to run something that, oh, it's not just me who's got, you know, got these worries and concerns. You know, it, there are other people out there who have exactly the same uh, situation that I'm in. Um, so please keep them up, even if you end up not doing them as often. Today is Saturday and I just spent some time this afternoon looking through low fantasy gaming because tonight, I think it's at 8 o'clock this evening, I'm joining Hobbs of Hobbs and Friends and Random Screed online to play in the Midlands campaign that he's running using low fantasy gaming. Being a good player, I hope, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just decided to have a look through the rules and how they work and it looks fine, uh, very simple. Um, you know, possibly to my taste, too simplistic, but we shall see in play. But I am looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, eight o'clock tonight. Game on. Sunday morning, the morning after playing in Mr. Hobbs Gamerhood. Yeah, last night went online to roll twenty. Joined Jason Hobbs of Hobbs and Friends and Random Screed. He GM'd for us, uh, that is Jason Connolly, uh, Shandy Andy, and Cody M. GM for us a game using uh, low fantasy gaming in the Midlands setting. Uh, Jason calls it the Midlands Menagerie. And it was good fun, we had a good time last night. Um, I feel very engaged with the campaign and, and at the beginnings of it. It was being streamed on Twitch, and I think there was a little bit of a tension between kind of playing and this being Jason Hobbs's first kind of real delve into live streaming via Twitch. And that meant that there was some distraction, I think, uh, with the Twitch community sort of going on there and some, you know, uh, technical, if you like, things and yeah just the kind of the newness of that i think was slightly a hindrance to our play and slowed us down a little bit so we had a three-hour session um and i guess we probably played in that time for about two hours solid maybe a little bit more and it was good i think that as a player group uh we spent a little bit too much time faffing around at the beginning um probably lost a good 30 45 minutes easily just deciding which direction to go and uh i just think that in a west marchers style game um what i mean by that in a game where you know you have the session and you have to get back to a settlement by the end of that session so that if the game group changes next time you know it doesn't matter particularly um because of that there is this real need to know what you're going to do get out out there and at it and we weren't ready for that i guess as a first time meeting player group in a first time first session campaign you got to expect that little bit of faffing around and i think that's fine so there are a number of thoughts really in addition to just generally those kind of comments i'd kind of like to comment a little bit on low fantasy gaming um got some thoughts on that and i also have some thoughts on being a player again um 
especially sort of playing online through World 20. So Low Fantasy Gaming is a game I enjoyed more than I expected to in many ways. I bought into the Kickstarter campaign for the deluxe edition of that, uh, really attracted by the title of the game. And I have to say, when I got the game, I uh, gave it a cursory look through. And, you know, there are two things that sort of disappointed me, I suppose, when I first read it. And one of them was that this is clearly a D&D um, more third edition, some fifth edition influence, but more third edition kind of influenced game than I perhaps expected. And I don't know why I didn't quite expect it to be like that. Although there are some nice changes to it. And secondly, that it was it didn't feel as low fantasy as I expected it to be. And of course, I think Jason made a comment last night, and I think it was Hobbs who made this comment last night, that actually it depends what you're comparing the word low to. So I keep comparing it to, you know, original D&D or BX D&D. And if you do that, you see that low fantasy gaming has pretty much all the spells you would have expected in, you know, probably even uh, yeah, BX, certainly, maybe even more than that. And there are some differences about how that plays out. But of course, if you compare it with 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, then it is low fantasy because the wizard only has two spells at level one in a day. Um, and I mind wizard knows three spells. You can cast any of those, but only two spells a day. And that is, uh, of course, lower fantasy than D&D 5th edition is currently right now. So I guess, yeah, low fantasy by what standard? So for me, low fantasy is what I often start talking about here. Pretty much no magic or very, very low levels of magic. And um, I guess this is somewhat more in the middle. And that's fine, actually, because I quite like middling magic, low to middling. Um, but the thing that puts me off 5th edition the most is the very high power levels of magical stuff going on. And they're generally high power levels anyway. So, yeah, low fantasy gaming was surprising in a positive way. It was really good um, and played OK. I, I, I kind of got the grasp of it quite straightforward kind of to learn. Um, I think that you've got a huge tome. I don't know if it's what I don't know exactly how many pages it is. Someone may have mentioned it's as many as three hundred pages. But I do know, having looked through before we played the rules, uh, at least half of that, maybe more than half of that, is GM material. So if you're a player, um, you don't really need that huge hard tap, hardback tome at all. And it would be kind of cool, I guess, if um, there was a sort of low fantasy gaming deluxe players. Um, yeah, player guide thing, you know, like a, just a, kind of what you need to create a character and all the other stuff up to the end of spells, really. And none of the GM stuff. Um, which brings me back to the whole idea of how we market games these days. You know, this thing of, I think books are written for GMs and um, whilst players use them and access them, they're rarely friendly to the player or uh, entirely useful to the player. It's one of the things that really sort of bugs me most and why I think original idea of sort of a player's handbook, a, a GM's handbook and a monster book, that idea is, is still a pretty sound one. It separates out those elements. You only get the bits you need. I, as a player, will not, while I'm playing this campaign at least, read those that, that whole section about GMing at all. Yeah, I'm not the GM. It's none of my business. And, uh, and that's the way I feel about it. So yeah, um, it probably sounds more negative than it is, but I'm generally quite positive about the game. There are a few things I like. I liked 
there was some tactical combat going on and because we were using roll 20 and using a map i enjoyed the short fight that we had um and yeah i felt that was kind of cool i felt my wiz i'm playing a magic user my wizardy character my runes here as he is um is a heck of a lot more handy in close combat than um uh, kind of a bx wizard would have been he's got a spear and uh i was able to cast a, a spell uh which arcane aegis which basically uh, kind of summons a magical shield to use um and yeah it's kind of cool it was neat and we got into this fight and my guy you know took somebody down straight out so you don't see wizards doing that in a lot of games enjoyed all of that so then there's my experience as a player, I guess. <clears throat> and there's a couple of things that I just really noticed. One of them is the amount of time I spent essentially listening to other people and doing nothing. And I realized that I'm, as a GM, I listen at the table in a completely different way to how I, what was required of me as a player. So I found it really hard, actually, especially at first, to focus on what Hobbs was saying in terms of background and, and other information and sort of glean what I needed from that. I found that quite difficult. Um, and it kind of makes me realise that as a GM we need to be... Um, I guess, I don't know, I'm not saying Hobbs wasn't concise because I think he was. I just think we need to be mindful that actually it's quite hard to listen to someone speak about something and glean that info. It's a, I think it's a pace thing. I know that it takes about 12 to 14 seconds for most people to process a question. Um, and we rarely give anyone more than about a second to respond to a question. So often we are uh, in our conversation going too fast for most people to really process what they're being asked. And I think that um, in a role playing game, yeah, that you just kind of as a GM, I think you kind of need to give people space to think. And um, I found it hard at first. And, you know, the second thing was, then I spent a lot of time waiting. And uh, I remember this is why, as a player, <clears throat> I can remember sometimes feeling quite frustrated by the fact that as a player, I kind of, I wait for 20 minutes and then I get to roll some dice and uh, and I might succeed or I might not. And then that was that. So I threw myself into... Uh, trying to interact with the other players as we got into things. And I think what we really came alive as a group once we got into a combat scene, actually. Um, and this, again, further deepens my belief that there is sort of no better way of forming a group um, than to just give them a, a quick fight to deal with. Um, they'll work together, they'll tactically solve what they need to do, and they will start interacting really deeply. And... As long as it's quick and sharp, they won't get too bogged down. And I, I quite, I quite, I think there's a lot of value in that. I quite think that that's a, that's an important thing. I don't know if any of this makes any sense, and I feel like I'm witted. It's been nearly ten minutes, so I'm going to stop. Suffice to say, no matter what Hobbs will say, because he'll always be down on himself. We had a good time, and I really enjoyed that time. And I'm looking forward to playing a game. Game on. Tuesday night after work, home from actually gaming with the kids tonight. We had a gaming session and it was really interesting actually. Uh, two separate things going on. So first of all, three of the lads from year eight who are about, I don't know, 12, 13 year olds basically came down. They've been, they had taken part previously 
in the pit fighting. Um, but they came down and one of the guys had basically decided that he was going to GM a game. So those guys were a little bit apologetic, actually. We're not sure if we should play in your game or in, you know, um, our mate's game. And I'm like, guys, seriously, don't worry about it. You you got a game plan? Brilliant, go play. So those three guys went off into a corner. I don't know exactly what they were playing. I suspect from knowing them that it might be something to do with 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. They're certainly D&D fans. They make a big fuss of, we want to play D&D, which of course is perfectly fine. So they were off in a corner being noisy and gaming by themselves, which is fab. There were two other players that came along. So one of the girls came along and had a new lad, or I say a new lad, a lad uh, who came along about two years ago and played a little bit of D&D back in the day, but who kind of went away from it for whatever reason and has come back. And that was great. So we, the, the three of us, um, so this Ladin's girl and me, sat down, we got him a character rolled up, which didn't take very long at all, perhaps 15 minutes or so. Um, and then we played... Th- actually three pit battles so i put them in the two of them against two zombies which were more powerful than i expected in many ways which is a good thing i suppose so they had three pit fights it took them three attempts to actually defeat the zombies so each time it was close but they kind of ended up going down and getting knocked out and so i had the the uh slave keepers because you know the warriors in the pit fighters are slaves um they were rescued healed up and we gave them a little bit of experience they modified the character slightly each time um which was good fun actually i gave them some experience they got a point kind of for losing a couple of points for the fact that the zombies are tougher than them and that kind of built up when they finally did beat them i gave them a, a another little bonus of character points to mark their experience and they kind of upped their characters that way so that's kind of good fun um the character that the new guy built was around about i think it works out now at about 58 points um and then it's the girl who's got a sort of minus 60 odd point character now i think um based on this random generation thing so i have reservations about the random generation in that it gives very swingy results in terms of points value and what have you but i will say this first i can get character done quickly and secondly they're having a good time Next week, they've decided they want to enter the dungeon. The new guy having earned the right to enter the dungeon by playing and winning a fit pit fight. The two of them have now done that, so they're able to go into the dungeon. So whatever happens next week, they want a dungeon. I know that there are potential other players who will return, and they've all played once already, so they've already kind of won a pit fight. So it could be that we'll have a, a proper dungeon adventure next week, which is the last week of term before the holiday for two weeks. Um, but still, we've got there. We've got to that point. And what's wonderful is I've got this mini group over there doing their own thing. Um, I guess I want to investigate a little bit and find out about that. And the good thing is that the three lads who are playing are actually all in my tutor group. So I get an opportunity really to have a chat to them and find out a little bit more about what they're doing. Anyway, I feel good about it. I was positive, had a good time. Um, these two players really enjoyed themselves. They really enjoyed kind of finally getting victory and everything. And yeah, it was a laugh. So I'm pretty happy and feeling very positive about the school club at this point. Obviously, I'd love to get more people along, but softly, softly, you know, catchy monkey. Game on. Thursday morning. Couldn't be more demotivated about my hobby if I tried, I don't think. I've... uh... I've been really struggling, actually. I think that I'm glad I'm not podcasting Saturday episodes and 
all of that because I don't think I would have bothered. I uh, feel very low. I kind of think I felt this coming a little bit, um, which is why I ended season four. But I've I've been feeling really low, and a big part of this, and it really isn't anybody's fault. It is just the impact that uh, has been had upon me, if you like. Um, since I've been talking about playing a fantasy campaign using GURPS, I have come under a fairly consistent series of questions about why. Um, and I've also had plenty of people tell me how my game would be a lot better if I just used X game system. And I guess we're all prone to doing this. I'm pretty sure that I will have done this as well. Um, you know, to have recommended a different game because I think it will be better for someone. But the impact on me has been quite profound. Um, for starters, I just feel like I'm doing it wrong. And secondly, I feel like somehow I'm deficient, that I don't see something that others see. And perhaps that's true, perhaps I don't see something that others... In fact, I think it's almost certain that I don't see the way... I play games in the way that other people see the way they play games um, because I think that everything that I experience is probably unique and I think that's just true of the human condition. I think that the overlap between our experience is far smaller than perhaps we would like to believe. My experience as a teacher tells me that the variety of experiences in life and in ways of thinking is overwhelmingly amazing. Nonetheless, um, I feel as though there is this kind of, I don't know, for want of a better word, a sort of a judgment. Um, and I think in my last episode of season four, I described myself as a heretic and that expresses the feeling. Here I stand, by the way, defiantly. But yeah, like as if I don't fit in with the current orthodoxy within the hobby, or the, at least within this part of the hobby that I'm moving in. And it troubles me, really does trouble me that I feel this way. So I'm supposed to be gaming tomorrow night with the guys, and I couldn't be more demotivated if I tried, to be honest with you. I received, um, over the weekend, I kind of updated my um, hex map for the GMing, which I'd been putting off for weeks because I felt quite demotivated. And I knew it wasn't urgent, so I kind of just kept putting it off. On, on Sunday, I did it. Um, and I actually largely did it because I was having some technical problems with something else. So while I was waiting for that technical problem to solve itself, I decided that I'd just get this change to the map done. It didn't take very long. And then I had a copy printed up. I kind of sent it to DocsDirect, uh, which is my chosen Luke printer. And I had it printed up. And it kind of arrived yesterday. And I was excited in the moment of which I got that map. And then it hit me that I, I've got to run a game on, on Friday night. And I uh, don't know. just feel like a bad GM. So, you know. And I've kind of, in my head, I, I feel like people are playing with me because they like me, maybe. They're kind of tolerating my shit over what system we use and all of that. Um, and I know that's not really true. It's not that simple. Yeah, that's how I feel. So is this, I don't know, is this 
Um, simple self-doubt, is this a depression, is this, what is this? This in, incredibly strong sense of being an outsider, being wrong. I don't want to take part in online discussion right now because I just end up feeling petulant, reactive. I don't know. All right, Thursday evening. What a difference a day makes, eh? Feeling considerably more uh, confident, I guess, and buoyant. Listen to some really good podcasts on the way home from work today. I listened to Dave Aldridge's talking about um, Terry Pratchett, and that led me to leading the sort of listening in on sorry to the uh, episode from Tommy Vol Dooms about Terry Pratchett, which was kind of interesting. And somehow or other, I think maybe Jason from uh, Nerd RPG Variety Show. I think he messaged me in Discord and sort of pulled me back into the Audio Dungeon Discord this evening. And just as I was in there chatting a little, Ray Otis pops in with um, a response to a question that I'd asked in response to his show I'd listened to this morning. Crikey, this gets complicated. Um, anyway, so Ray had done a show this morning about uh, light rules. Um, and that led me to ask a question, and I phoned in to Ray, and he's done a fantastic answer for me, which was really, really good. And that led to a little bit of conversation in the Audio Dungeon Discord. And, um, yeah, it's really good, actually, because I feel like, suddenly, I kind of... First of all, I kind of understood where uh, Ray was coming from, and, and that was the thing that caused me confusion. So, okay, so if you're listening to this, you do need to go and listen to... Ray's Ray Otis's Plundergrounds, and you need to listen to the episode um, about light rules versus rules light, and you need to listen to the following episode, which is about rulings and how they're different to rules. And for me, those two episodes have really been very useful. And as ever, the wise and very thoughtful Ray Otis has provided an insight. Now, I don't think like Ray does, and I don't think like many people do, uh, who, and I don't uh, have the same aesthetic, I suppose. Um, as Ray put it, there's a kind of, we're approaching the game from sort of different directions, which is a fantastic way of looking at things. But I, I did find it very helpful, and I would strongly recommend anybody uh, who's interested in this kind of discussion to go listen to that. Uh, I felt much better afterwards because I've been feeling very much like an outsider to a growing impression that I had that essentially um, the OSR and the Anchorite community especially was very much into games that I I am not into, I suppose, that's the way it goes. Um, and for whatever reason, it's made me feel very isolated. Which, of course, is mostly in my head. But anyway, here I am. It's Thursday night. I've got a game tomorrow night. And um, I'm sort of trying not to worry about it. I've uh, been building for weeks towards running this campaign. 
and uh, one part of me is quite confident about what I'm doing uh, but obviously the imposter syndrome is strong <laughs> and I am trying there are, okay. there are many things I feel I could do with doing actually but I'm trying not to do them so I am deliberately trying to enjoy my evening take a rest, have a think but not necessarily do very much um, and to trust that I have the ability to use what I've already created and to kind of wing the rest and uh, my experience tells me that my players will not get anywhere near as far along as I imagine they might because <laughs> and this is not because their players are bad or slow or anything it's just that my experience tells me I always tend to over prep like far too much like far too much material and I, uh, I'm just going to try and run with it. So, so on the one hand, I'm feeling better about my position within and my place within the community at large, which is massively important to me and probably far too important. And, oh gosh, I, if I share this stuff, people are going to see me as so self-indulgent, I think, but never mind. Um, but on the other hand, I'm kind of excited about the game tomorrow, uh, or ready for the game tomorrow, in the sense of ready to try and to play. And I'm just hoping it'll be great. <laughs> hoping it'll be good. It'll be a fun time. I'm really looking forward to seeing the guys. You know, it's getting those guys around the table. That's what matters to me most. And yeah, performance anxiety needs to go away. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a very dribbly, rambly entry, isn't it? And um, maybe I shouldn't post it, I don't know. Oh, goodness, I know I will. <laughs> oh, good shot. Yeah. All right, Friday night, just got home from work, quite literally maybe five, ten minutes ago, and uh, it's games night. Looks like uh, Andy, Dave and Ian are all aiming to get over around about seven o'clock. And uh, yeah, we start our new campaign set in the world of Markovnia, uh, specifically starting in the town of Grimsfort. Uh, game engine is GURPS, and we're using the Dungeon Fantasy um, options from the Dungeon Fantasy collection. And the game structure is broadly utilizing a combat structure, a dungeon crawl structure, and a hex crawl structure. Um, and I also have mystery structures in place if the player so choose. To kick off the campaign, I think I aim to have uh, a little bit of a kind of key action, kind of kicking off uh, a thread, um, which I'm hoping the players will sort of pull on. But of course, there are plenty of other threads around um, that so that they could pull on instead. So. I'm hoping really to start them off with a little bit of a, a, a nudge uh, in a particular direction, just so that we have a, a starting momentum. But after that, it's really over to them. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm really hoping for a straightforward session. Am I prepped? Mostly. I kind of think I'll end up improvising heavily if they don't pull on the initial thread too hard. Uh, but I'm okay with that. I... Uh, know enough and I have enough information I have enough kind of like random tables and things to kind of be able to adapt on the fly 
And I think that it's likely the threads that are around them, they're likely to tug on stuff that uh, kind of overlaps at least with the uh, kind of initial scene. So we'll see. Um, really my first stab at creating and developing a open sandbox world. Really first proper serious attempt at this. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes really. <laughs> Am I excited? Yeah, but I am also exhausted. I'm up for it, and I'm really up for it, and I don't want to cancel or anything like that, but I am exhausted. It's been a really tough week, and uh, with one week to half term, you know, we're, we're running on fumes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Okay, in other news, uh, today, this morning, I also, when I went to work this morning, I, I printed off a copy of GURPS Ultralight, which is a single side of A4, well, actually, it should be, really, letter, and I think the fact that I didn't do it on letter paper and I had to print on A4 meant that I couldn't fold it properly. Um, that's what I'm blaming my terrible paper craft on. But I have one of those pocket mod um, copies, essentially, of GURPS Ultra Light. And there's been a lot of talk recently about the audio dungeon Discord about, you know, light rules versus uh, deep rules, I guess, is the phrase that Ray Atis is using anyway. I'm quite, kind of okay with that. Um, I like... I guess what he would call deep rules. But I, I'm open to experimenting with light rules. So I might, tomorrow night I'm on my own, and unless Hobbs manages to pull a game out for Saturday night uh, with the low fantasy gaming, I'm going to be soloing myself with a little bit of uh, GURPS Ultra Light. So watch this space for that one as well. Anyway, let's get my focus again. I need a cup of coffee. <laughs> need to get a little bit of space and time before this evening really kicks off so I'll see you on the flip side it's Saturday morning and um, it's very early so I'm kind of trying to speak without being too loud good game last night, good session finally got the campaign off and running <laughs> yes that felt good. Uh, yeah, good. So I had Davey in and, and Andy all over for a, uh, a game. And we began um, Yeah, began playing really positively, I think. I had somehow found a second win of energy. <laughs> I did a couple of crazy things. On a suggestion of um, Colin Spike Pit Green um, some weeks ago when we were talking in an interview... I uh, yeah, decided to sort of set up the mic and record the session, uh, primarily for myself. So I have two and three quarter, just over two and three quarter hours worth of raw footage that um, <laughs> took a considerable while to upload last night, which I presume is going to be usable, but I'm going to have a listen later on, um, just to find out how that sounded and what that was like. Colin's suggestion was that you kind of listen back to yourself. There's apparently a number of things that um, you're likely to sort of spot and notice about your play. And um, I'm all about the improvement, so I thought I'd give that a go. The guys were slightly conscious of that, I think, at least at first. But it seemed to sort of, you know, c comfortable with that, I suppose. Nobody at least complained. Um, but there may be that they're just going, <gasps> <laughs> I don't really want to say anything, I don't know. 
Anyway, I, I recorded the session. I don't really particularly intend to do much more than listen to it myself. Um, but it exists. Ha ha ha. Felt positive. I don't want to get into what they did and didn't do. I just kind of say like, I felt like a positive session. They definitely seem to be up for two weeks' time, um, which is in the half term, which is lovely. And, um, yeah, it was fun. I uh, It's a nice mix of planned... Uh, situations and I had enough material certainly to sort of see them through the evening um, improvising here and there a couple of reelings here and there um, finding there were some kind of small gaps in my in my memory with rules but it didn't particularly matter um, yeah it was all right a couple of other things I want to do in adapting my style and approach. Um, I noticed there was a sort of slight tendency at the start of the game to sort of, oh, I test this skill. And I want to, I didn't always remember to, I think, oh, check this while I listen back, but I didn't always necessarily ask for the how and the why of that uh, until I kind of twigged that I wasn't doing that. Once I did that, it was a bit better. Um, but other than that, it was fine, really. The rules really did actually, for me, pretty much get out of the way. I didn't feel that was too intrusive, but I don't know what the guys thought. Um, seemed to have a good time nonetheless, and the character's very fun and interesting. There was some good role play. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a good game. Well, at least from my perspective. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. Game on.